This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. It's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendis joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the major mortgage man cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy Thursday. The Jason Walker Show. Major Mortgage Man Cave, we are presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana Law says it's your vehicle, it's your choice where you have it repaired, and choose Capital Collision Center. we got some big news coming up here before uh, quarter after. So in the next 10 minutes or so, we'll have some big, big news. Okay? Uh, we've got some cancellations. We've got your uh, COVID update, another record day. Uh, Scott Evans will join us. Nicole Ragoni as well. Another edition of That's What She Said. Brought to you by Dinner's Done Right is around the corner. So looking forward to that. Uh, all right. So we get started. You can watch live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You can listen. Podbean, Network One Sports. Go to jasonwalkershow.com. New email address, jason at jasonwalkershow.com. If you want to get a hold of us, and um, like I said, we've got some big news on this day in history. Tomorrow, this is big news too, but not the big news. It's pretty big. But Steve Daines will join us tomorrow. We uh, rescheduled from yesterday. We will uh, join us tomorrow, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on the uh, hunting starting this weekend. He's a big, big hunter. We're going to talk about court packing. We're going to talk about Amy Coney Barrett. We're going to talk about the Biden crime family um, and uh, much more. So, tomorrow. All right, 932 cases in Montana. A record shatters the old record uh, reported today. So, there's that. 278 deaths. 16,266 have recovered, 9,096 active cases, 3,053 uh, currently in the hospital. So there you go. Uh, if you, you can go online and check out the big numbers if you so choose. Uh, let's see. Uh, get, uh, okay, so uh, because of COVID, we had some cancellations. Troy, it, it was down to six players. Because of injuries and uh, COVID, so the Trojans have had to cancel the rest of the season, which is one game. They had six players after quarantines uh, for the positive player and close contacts. So uh, they're done for the year. Uh, football coach and activities director Luke Hagerty uh, said, look, if they had eight guys, um, quote, they'd rather lose by 100 than forfeit. End quote. Uh, they were scheduled to play Clark Fork, Alberton Superior. So now um, this is the second week in a row that Troy had to forfeit. Last week, because of injuries, they were just down to uh, seven guys against Thompson Falls, so they didn't uh, get to play. Or against Mission, rather. They were injured against Thompson Falls. So uh, there's that. And, and Clark Fork head coach Jeff Schultz said, um, it's sad, adding, quote, you don't know how many games you're going to have. We've made it this far, which is awesome, but you don't know when that time is going to come. So it came for Troy. It has come for Park City. They're not going to play. It's a regular season game. In fact, football and two volleyball matches scheduled for this week have been canceled. Multiple staff members at the school have tested positive. They've gone to remote learning until at least next week. At Park City. Now, Park City 
uh, by the way, no athletes or coaches have tested positive, but because they put into place earlier and before the school year started that if they go to remote learning, then there would be no um, athletics at all. So Park City, volleyball, and football this week have been canceled. We've also seen, uh, let's see, so who else has canceled this week? Uh, Billing Central at Haver, which we talked about, Roundup at Huntley, and Columbia Falls at Butte Central. So there's that. Speaking of high school, Helena High Glacier girls will play soccer on the pitch next Wednesday at 3.30 here in the Queen City. Glacier in its first uh, championship game, Helena High, has won state uh, multiple times this decade and uh, going for another state title. They won on PK's 3-0 yesterday over Hellgate in the snow and cold. But uh, there's a big football game coming up in town. And to chat about it uh, now is the head coach of the Helena High Bengals. His name is Scott Evans, and he joins us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. All right, Coach, a, a tough loss last week in, in more than one way, but let's start with the game. Um, it, it didn't it didn't start well on your second possession. It kind of rolled downhill from there. Yeah, you know, you start getting a – I don't know if there's a thing called a turnover bug, but we kind of, we caught it, I think. I mean, uh, we, we got the COVID of turnovers in that day. We just kept on turning the ball over and didn't punt very well and put ourselves in bad situations and, we didn't respond very well defensively. So it's kind of just basically the whole circle came in. Was it nerves? I mean, we you knew that Sentinel's a good team. The kids know that. But were, were there nerves involved at all? No, I just think more than anything else. Is, you know, they always say you don't get off the bus. I thought we played very well the first series offensively, threw the ball around real well. We were in a position to make a good first down, and we just didn't do it. And We punted the ball away and defensively stepped up and, Stopped them right away and had a good series. So I think more than anything, it was just a snowball effect. You know, you start having turnovers inside the 10, and you give a good team short field, and they're going to take advantage of it. We gave a good football team a short field to work with, and they took full advantage of it. How good is Sentinel? They're a good football squad. I mean, do I think they're unbeatable? I don't think anybody's unbeatable. But I think they're a very good football team, and Coach Oliver and his staff do a good job of using their athletes. They they get their athletes in the right position to play football. We talked about their defense a little bit last week, but they have Dylan Rollins. We didn't even talk about him, that big old guard. Um, he's pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, like I said, they got a lot of college prospects over there, and they're in a situation where they got a good run of kids, and it, it helps them out. I mean, I, I think, it, like I said, they're using their athletes the best advantage. Their two defensive ends, I think, are two of the better football players in the state. They do a good job rushing the quarterback and getting after things. And Geno Leonard's a good football player as well, so they got some good guys over there. Scott Evans, our guest here. Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. All right, the big question is, how is Caden Hewitt? He took a great shot um, the other night, missed the rest of the game. I know in your quote, in your paper afterwards, it was um, head and wrist. What's the status of Caden, and how is he feeling? I just actually talked to him just now. He's doing a lot better, feeling good. I mean, he'll be, of course, not a, he won't be playing this week, but we hope to get him back as soon as possible. Nothing really else wrong with him. He suffered a pretty good concussion. That was a good hit by that kid. He did a good job of playing the game. And um, right now he's doing well. He's recovered every day. And he looks good every day. So I, I'm going to have him on the sidelines with us on Friday night. So that's the best thing about it. The kid's all right. So yeah. we feel pretty fortunate. Well, there's the news. I, I, I didn't expect that. Um, <laughs> I thought you'd maybe say he was a game-time decision. But now everybody knows um, he'll miss well, the, he'll miss Crosstown. <laughs> But you have a pretty good backup in Dexter Tedesco, who played pretty well on Friday night, uh, given the circumstances. Yeah, you know, Dexter stepped in and it was a tough situation against a tough football squad. But I, I mean, Dexter was five for five and did a good job of moving around. And you know, he's always he's been around our offense before, and it's, he's played quarterback for us before. So it's not a position that he hasn't played. But at the same juncture in time, that's a good athlete playing quarterback. So. We kind of feel fortunate we have a kid like Dexter to be step in there. When he does step into that role, though, how does that affect the rest of the offense? You know, we don't change very much. We, you know, you're not going to have the same pinpoint passing as a Caden Hewitt. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people in the state of Montana. There's 
15 other teams that take Cade Hewitt in the second. So, I mean, in reality, the situation is, is we set the offense up for our kids to play the best they can, and we'll do the same for Dexter. We're not going to have the same passing game probably as we've had before. But at the same point in time, we still have weapons, and we still have the same receivers and running backs we had before. Switch gears now. It's Crosstown. Um, you already know you're in the playoffs. Uh, there is a chance, and it's weird, but there's a chance that there could be a three-way tie atop if Glacier beats Sentinel. Um, and then tiebreakers, it's all weird, but you guys could all finish in the tie for first, like the Big Sky Conference, and then who knows what happens. But it's Crosstown, two playoff teams, and it's going to be cold, and we'll talk about the weather here in a second. Um, but this is a very good capital team that has gotten better coach week by week, and getting Dylan Graham back last week definitely helps their offense. Oh, I think they're just spicy. I mean, I I think Coach Mahelish and his staff have done a good job of using what they have. And, you know, they walked in and everybody thought they were going to not achieve very much, but they've, they've, they've played beyond and they've gotten better every week. I just I, I, I kind of like the spunk that team has over there. They do a good job of getting out there and they play hard every down. and They're not doing anything spectacular. They're just playing good football, so... And that's a good football squad, and that's a credit to that program over there for doing a good job. And Burton's just gotten better each week at quarterback, too. He feels more comfortable, it looks like, in that role. Yeah, you know, he stepped in and he replaced a two-year starter and walked out there on the field, and he's in a position right now. He, he's not doing anything to get himself in trouble, and that's yeah. that's his job. You know, don't, don't be done with the football and take care of the football. So he's doing a good job of doing that. When you look at their running game, it's impressive. And like I said, getting Dylan back. But when you throw a receiver like Tom Carter in there, you also have uh, the DeRozier kid who's really a, a great athlete. Um, that's a dangerous running game that they have now. Yeah, you know, like you said, they're using their weapons accordingly. I think they're, they're taking advantage of the situation that's given to them. They have some good young athletes coming up, and they're getting them in a situation where their opportunity. I think like a kid like Carter's come on as the, game, as the season went on. He started out slow, but I think now he's kind of coming in his own and kind of figuring out that he's not a sophomore anymore. And I think the Derosier kid's doing a good job. He's a hell of a wrestler. And I just think they're putting their athletes in position to get him the football and use them the best they can. What do they do defensively that you have to be on the lookout for? I, I think they're sound. You know, I Coach Mahelis and his staff do a good job of keeping people in position. You know, they're, they're not doing anything too exotic or anything like that. They're putting themselves in a position where their kids can make plays, and that's number one. If they, they don't put them out of position, they give them a chance and opportunity, and every time you give your kids a good fundamental scheme, they have a chance and opportunity to be successful, and I think they do a great job of doing that. Like I said, um, you guys are both in the playoffs. They're on the road no matter what. You guys are going to host uh, next week, but it could be a two-seed. It could be a three-seed. Um, do you focus on that or just go out and focus on the game? I'm going to focus on the game, but we also know that there's a prize at the end. You know, you win this, you get a two-seed, you get a week off. So in our position right now, that's a good thing. I think that any chance you get an opportunity to rest your kids late in the season to get them a little bit of break and get their legs back under them, that's an advantageous. And that's one of the good things about winning or taking second in the conference is having a chance and opportunity to get your kids a rest and a well-deserved rest at that. So, now we, we look at all those facts. So You've you got to consider all things. It's going to be a little chilly, going to be some snow, it looks like. Uh, it's good football weather in the end of October in Montana. I I don't know what that word means, good football weather, that phrase. I, <laughs> I'm inclined to tell you that I, I, I'm not into the good football weather. I, I think that's an old school thing that should have been ended when Curly Lambeau and the Packers were playing. I just, I'm not a, I am not a cold weather guy like that. I I don't think anybody who keeps on saying that's football weather, I don't think they've coached or been in it long enough to understand because most of us like the fall because of the fact that it's the most beautiful weather and it's about 60, 70 degrees and you play ball in it. Uh, anything below that, I, I'm not telling it's football weather. So I'm probably not the guy to ask on that one. I'm not. <laughs> do you do you tell the, the guys to, to wear the undershirts or you get to let them go out sleeveless and – I mean, this is, these are the games where you see those the, the big O linemen and D linemen and linebackers go out like, hey, this doesn't affect me. They're shirtless for warm-ups. They just don't care. You know, I, I think there's some guys can pull that off, and there's others that are just being dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I don't fight any of it. If a kid wants to do that, that's their choice. I, I'm inclined to tell you that I, I'd have a nice undershirt on and be warm so, right. so I can keep my muscles in there. So, I, like I said, I – each person's different on the one. I don't have any preference at all. 
uh, I told Coach Mahelish this yesterday. It's a, it, of all the things about wearing a mask, it keeps your face warm on Friday night. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm all for it now. I and mean, I'll tell you right now, like, I'm going to have my gator for snowmobiling on when I go out there. I'll tell you that. There's, I have no problem looking like that. Hey, uh, it's, uh, yesterday was National Reptile Day. Are you a, are you a reptile fan? There, there's no way there'll be a reptile in my life. I'm just going to tell you that right now. That's, that's not a critter that I want near me. I just, uh, I, I'm inclined to tell you that that's, that's nothing I want. Snakes and things like that. I'm not really scared of them. But I just think having something like that around is just not something I want. See, I said yesterday that I pictured you being one of those guys, like you got the snake, roll, you know, you like uh, you walk out. Like, remember those old style wrestlers, the WWE guys, walk out with the big oh, old yeah. python around Jake you? Jake the Snake. I remember Jake, Jake the Snake, yeah. So that's yeah, not you? Jake no, no, no. Jake the Snake later, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, but I'm not that guy. No, <laughs> there'd be no way I'd put that around my neck, I, I don't, they don't really scare me or anything like that, but I'm just not going to play with them and things like that. I'll just keep them off the side. What, would you let them in the house? Like if the kids wanted, um, a snake? We actually had a few of them when I was growing up. So I, okay. I we did have a snake in our house at one point in time as a pet, but we, we, we did have a pet like that. Right. escaped one night and scared the hell out of my dad and I was the end of the snake. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, uh, appreciate the time, coach. Good luck on Friday. Get that by and uh, we'll talk next week. Sounds good, Jason. You take care. Go Bengals. It is uh, Helena High Coach Scott Evans. So the uh, breaking news that uh, Caden Hewitt will not play tomorrow night. And uh, they're hoping to have him back for uh, the playoffs, obviously. But if they can get that two seed, that would give him a couple of weeks off um, to heal up. And uh, I know he got dinged up pretty good. Nothing bad, just the concussion, which is pretty bad. But uh, he will not play tomorrow. So there you go. Tough, tough. I mean, that's a, and does that change the dynamic of the game now? I mean, that's a. I mean, Dexter Tedesco is a heck of an athlete, but like even Coach Evans said, look, he can't throw it like Caden Hewitt. But does that change what defensively what Kyle Mahalish wants to do with Capital? And he told us yesterday, no, they're preparing for both. But now the, the word's out. But it's interesting. Um, how does that change your pick if you are not? Either, like if you're picking the game, like I will tomorrow here on the show. Uh, appreciate Scott Evans joining us. Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. If you missed any of that interview, you can go to jasonwalkershow.com after the show, and uh, it'll be up there. When we come back, Nicole Rigoni. We'll uh, ask her what the heck's going on over in Oregon, because it's not good unless you're Oregon or Oregon State. And we'll explain with Nicole when we come back. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Hang on. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, 
Make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Oh, goodness. Welcome back. Got the breaking news today that uh, Caden Hewitt not going to play tomorrow for Helena High as they take on Crosstown Rival Capital in a big game for both teams. They're both heading to the playoffs, but it's a big game. But uh, Scott Evans telling us just moments ago that Caden Hewitt will not play. So, speaking of other big news, Senator Steve Daines will join us tomorrow morning. Well, no, I'm going to talk to him tomorrow morning. He'll join us on the air tomorrow afternoon. Um, We're going to talk ACB, because that vote's coming up for the Supreme Court on Monday. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk court packing. We're going to talk hunting because hunting opening day Saturday and we'll also talk uh, the Biden crime family but uh, that's tomorrow with uh, Senator Steve Daines today it is that's what she said and uh, having some technological issues so we will uh, just talk with her by the phone it is uh, Nicole Ragoni how are you my friend I am doing well how are you Jason I'm just living the dream um Getting to, you know, talk to senators and, and getting blown off by governors, and we'll talk about that in a second. But overall, I gotta, I gotta ask you this. So I was, I was going through your, um, and this sounds so stalkerish, cause it just does, but I was going through your, your Twitter. Hey, we stalk for a living. We stalk <laughs> right? for a living. Right? That's I was, what we do. I was going through your old Twitter stuff, and I noticed, um, blonde hair. No. Yeah, yeah, I did. So my mom's blonde. <laughs> my mom's blonde. Okay. And there was a moment in time, and my sister-in-law is blonde. So there was a moment in time that I felt like I should jump on the train, right? My brother was getting married to my sister-in-law, Catherine, and I started slowly migrating over into the blonde highlights. And now I'm back to the Italian roots. And I prefer to look a little bit more ethnic, a little more Italian, <laughs> have a little bit more ethnic blood in me. Um, but, I like yeah, I was, I was blonde. Well, the blonde was good. Uh, the brunette's good, too. So you just do you. I mean, that works. I just didn't know if, like, when you got into television, like, yeah, there's too many blondes. You need to go back to brown. <laughs> no, that's actually, that's true, too. But... Um, <laughs> It's a lot. At the end of the day, Jason, I'm broke, and it's a lot cheaper. Well, there you it go. It is a lot yeah. cheaper to be a brunette. It is. Uh, it is tough when you're not working like you should be. Um, all right. Yeah. First question I got to ask you is, what the heck is going on with your state? So let me explain real quick. So Governor <laughs> was her name Kate Brown. Um, Kate Brown said that Oregon and Oregon State can go ahead and start up basketball practice for the men and the women but that's it like there's there's like 12 basketball colleges and universities and jc's and d1s and nais and d2s and d3s in the state of oregon but only two 
are allowed to start up practices. What the heck is going on with that? Uh, first off, the state of Oregon has been up in shambles this whole entire coronavirus. Okay, so we've had coronavirus, then we had the fires, and now we're trying to get back on track, but there just seems to be some limitations. And one of those limitations is exactly what you said. There are different rules for different universities with Oregon State and Oregon, and now we have some of the smaller schools that are trying to get going. And there's a lot, a lot of damage done throughout Portland and just throughout the entire state with the fires. And so these are all revenue-generating options that the state can go forward with in a safe matter. But without it, we're not going to get athletes to come to the state of Oregon. That's a huge draw is that we do have good athletics in, in the state of Oregon. And now with what's going on, I mean, athletes are athletes. They're going to go play where they want to, where they have the most opportunity to play. And Oregon is not looking like it. We have the blessed University of Oregon that has done so well with football, and they generate a ton of revenue for the state. They generate a ton of revenue for University of Oregon and all their different athletic programs. And this is affecting not only the top, but all the way down to the very bottom. And I don't care what level you're at, you want to play. You at least want to practice. Like, why, why can't we practice? And it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch the whole thing. Um, The city of Oregon is absolutely destroyed. The media does not cover that, and that's really frustrating because my mom's a native Portland, um, grew up in Portland all of her life, and there's graffiti everywhere. Doors are never going to open that back up. We're losing business, business after business after business, losing businesses that have been there for over 50 years and have so much rich history. I mean, there is a lot going on. And yes, Kate Brown is trying to control the coronavirus, but I mean, wear a mask and do the protocol, do what you need to do, but we need to start moving forward. We can't be sitting here and wait until everything gets better. Cause right now it's not, it's not getting any better. <laughs> no matter what we do, whether we stay in or go out. Right. And I don't know. I mean, to me, it, it, well, I won't go the political route with you, but it, it seems a little political and a little backwards out there. Um, other states are moving forward. But this directly, because you being near the Portland area with Portland State and, and the University of Portland, um, but with the Big Sky Conference, if Portland State can't get going, and that, now I read that they can put a waiver in the next 6 to 12 weeks to have this re-looked at, well, that be goodbye basketball season for the Vikings and for uh, – University of Portland as well. It seems to just be a political agenda. It really does. And that it doesn't matter what happens in the election. And I mean, and again, I don't care. I'm, I'm a young millennial. I just want to start getting my career going. This has nothing to do with my political things. This has everything to do with let the people that are healthy and that can put their mask on and follow protocols and do what we need to do to get, kids back out on the field to get parents back in the stands to start generating revenue for our, our economy and for the state of Oregon's economy. I mean, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And I read an article the other day. I think it was going to be about $9 million worth of just cleanup in the city to be able to restore the damage that has been done in downtown Portland when I don't know how much time you've spent in Portland, but it has been one of the cleanest cities ever that I've ever been into, and slowly over time, it has turned into a fiasco. I mean, nobody can deny it. I don't, I, I, like I said, there's, there's not a political thing here for the people that live in Oregon. It, it comes down to if you spent time in Portland and if you spent time um, in Beaverton and in other communities, you'll see the difference. I mean... It's, it's not good right now. It's not good at all. No. Uh, Nicole Ragoni joining us. That's what she said. And I bring up Portland State and the Big Sky Conference because that affects Montana State, Montana. But then you look at right. Eastern Oregon out in LaGrande. You look at Southern Oregon down in Ashland, members of the Cascade Conference. but And then you have multiple other NAIA schools in the area in the state of Oregon. Um, Corbin as well. And Corbin is supposed to play... Carroll College in women's basketball, 
But if they can't even get started, that, that affects the frontier schools out here and the Cascade Conference schools as well. I mean, this is just, it's just. It's a ripple effect. It it's is. It's a ripple effect. And it's dumb. And, yes, it, it, it's not ideal. I, and it's been happening. It's just one thing after another. And I get it. Oregon State and Oregon probably have the most clout. In the, well, not probably. They do have right. the most clout in the state of Oregon. And it's, it's really sad to see. I mean, and to be quite honest, it's not like they're completely normal. They're not even practicing in their own facilities. They're practicing at Lane Community College and another community college over in Fort Dallas. So things aren't normal for them either. And it's, and I don't think anybody's looking for normalcy. I think what they're looking for is just a way to go about it the right way to take precautionary measure and move forward. So they're practicing. The Beavers are at Lane Community College, but Lane Community College can't even hold its own practices. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, that makes what sense, the hell right? does that make? Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, I'm with you, Jason. Oh it's my crazy. gosh! It's absolutely insane. Goodness Everything's gracious. halted over here. I mean, you, it's just completely at a standstill, and it's really sick because it it, it affects so many people. Yep. And I don't think people. I don't. I don't really think. Too many people understand that the University of Oregon, when they hold a basketball game, the janitors that take care of the facility, the referees, the media folks, the just the average fan. I mean, why do you go to a game? Because it's like you can focus on something else other than what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it is really, really sad. Really sad. And of course, there's still no high school too, right? No high school at all. I and I do coach club volleyball, like I said, right. and so things are kind of starting to move in the right direction. But I mean, you can't do much right now. You can only have four on a court together, and the girls are getting better actually with having to only have four people on the court because they can't rely so much on other people around. But yeah, trying to find the silver lining in all of it. Well, there you, that's that's why you. Sometimes make the big bucks when you're working. Um, that's what she said. I had to go there. Nicole Ragoni joining us. All right. Let's recap the weekend in the NFL. Uh, unless you had anything else you wanted to chat about. Um, well, I think I actually, you know, do we want to end with the Italian food or do we want to? Well, we can end with it because I don't want to get hungry before I get off the air. Um, But I do have to ask you this. So yesterday yesterday was National Reptile Day. Are you a reptile fan? No. Okay. Ah, ah, hold it, hold it, hold Uh it. I kind of like... Did we lose you? Yeah, okay, there you're back. Now, I kind of like alligators. Oh well, okay. But they're, I mean, I went to Gator World in Florida. <laughs> so you saw them from afar, though. And that is a from afar, not up on me. Oh my gosh, <laughs> creepy little creatures. Um, what about snakes? I hate snakes. Okay, good. I hate them. Don't ever play a prank on me with any sort of snake. I will lose my mind. We will never be friends again. <laughs> I will actually have a panic attack. It's happened. I, I'm that's that scary. Great, snakes. perfect. Yes. yes. So we're fine. Um, yes. <laughs> snakes are not. Snakes no. are not a part of this show. No, I did. Although when I went on the honeymoon, we went to um, the the Bahamas. And they have where you can go swim with the pigs, and then they take you to this island where there's iguanas. And if you feed them grapes, then they'll be like your best friend. So I had like grapes all over me, and the iguanas crawling all over me, and they have really sharp claws. But these things are, you know, they're dinosaurs, essentially. They're as old as the dinosaurs. Um, but that was cool. But snakes, no, 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 no way. No way. And I was shirtless, and, um, I, I think I've told this story before, but not to you, but I was shirtless sitting on the sand with iguana crawling all over me, and the grapes we were feeding them were purple, 
and I was shirtless, and you can see maybe where I'm going with this, but it started crawling up my chest thinking that parts of my body that were kind of darker, um, but he didn't go after my, my, um, my, my man boobs, I'll say that. Oh, my God. We held it. We were protected. So, anyway. All right. You know what we're going to do? Um, we're going to just hop into the recap from last week because I love getting your NFL recaps. All right. And I have some fantastic news when we get to our picks. I knew you were going to say that. I was watching some of the scores, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> All right. So, give me the recap. What are we doing? All right. Okay. So, first team. That we're going to recap are the Texans at the Titans. Texans are one and five. Titans are five and zero. Oh. Um, who would have thought the Titans would have been five and zero oh this year? Ryan Tannehill threw a uh, threw to AJ Brown to tie up the game, and in overtime, Derrick Henry ran um, a touchdown to win the, to seal the deal. So Titans five and zero. Oh. Um, and Falcons at Vikings. Falcons are one and five. Vikings are one and five. The Falcons got their first win this season, and Matt Ryan had four touchdowns. The Broncos versus the Pats. Broncos are two and three, and the Pats are two and three now. The Broncos won eighteen to twelve, and the Broncos basically handed the game to the Pats. Um, Drew Locke threw for two interceptions, and the Pats still couldn't finish the game. So. What do you think about the Pats being two and three? I love it. And yeah. I hate <laughs> was it was it Tom or was it Bill? I mean that's who who led that team? Who who that's you know, Tom's gone or two and three. Are they two and three of Brady's that in New England? That's a question. That is the question. That's a big question. Who do you think it is? Um here, I'll do my best impersonation, and I'll let you guess who it is. We're, we're just on to next week. That's <laughs> my best Bill Belichick Bill? I got. <laughs> I think Bill's yeah. a heck of a coach, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to give Brady any credit. I think they're good together. I know you don't want to give Brady any credit. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. He did do something. Well, yes. let's remember that he did do a few things. That's right. Yes, he did. Uh, but he doesn't. He doesn't have half as many Super Bowls without kickers. Kickers are people too. Hey, we need each other, Jason. Let's remember <laughs> that here. We need each other. That's right. Um, um, so I'm going to move on to kay. the Jets at the Dolphins. Jets, O and six. Love it. Love it. Dolphins three and three. <laughs> Dolphins are hanging in there. Jets are the only team to remain winless in the NFL. The Dolphins are currently sitting at second in the AFC East, which is beyond me. And Tua this week has the starting role. I'm nervous for Tua. I I don't know if we should be wasting Tua right now if I were the Dolphins. Well, especially the way Fitzpatrick was playing. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick was actually playing pretty decent. And, yeah. And, you know, I don't like the beard, but you can't deny the dude was playing well. And his his feelings are hurt. And he spoke about it. I mean, on the field and to Tua, he's going to be great. But, yeah, I mean, you're the starting quarterback and you're playing well, and then all of a sudden you get pulled for literally just because you want Tua. So... I think they need to trade Fitzpatrick um, as soon as possible, so there's no um, no uh, no bad blood there. You know what I'm saying? No, I get it. I do. I'm I'm nervous on for Tua too because of the injury. Yeah, I was at that game and watched it happen, and it it was really sad. Oh, you were there <laughs> watching him go down. Yeah, oh. I was at that game. In your other job. Booth coordinating. Yep. Um, was that with? So you worked with? Who did you work with that game? Um. So I was with the G Crew for ESPN, and the G Crew at the time was Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Todd McShay, and Molly McGrath. Okay. Uh, by the way, and Molly did a great job of covering that injury. McShay is great. Molly. Um, 
I responded to her on Twitter yesterday and told her to keep up the great work because she's pregnant. And some dude was a jackass on Twitter. I'll say it. Um, but she looks great pregnant and she's doing her job in her third trimester. And I was reading that a sideline person will walk anywhere from eight to nine miles a game, depending on injuries and where they're needed to be. Uh, Molly McGrath is killing it and love her. Oh, love her. Molly is one of the one of the hardest workers. She really does do such an incredible job. She never takes a play off. She she's a little athlete in her own respect and the fact that she's running down coaches, running down <laughs> players and patrolling. I mean, I loved watching her from up in the booth and seeing how she developed storylines and she was very informative about Whoever got into the game, whoever got injured, she just attacked whatever happened during the game. So they were fun. I really miss that crew, but um, COVID happened, so here we are. Damn COVID. <laughs> um, all right, any other games? Green Bay in Tampa Bay. Oh, man. Did you watch the beginning of this at all? No. I don't watch the NFL. So Green Bay... I know you don't watch the NFL, but sometimes, I mean, how do you, you just don't watch it at all? No. All Literally. Right. I watched the, I watched the Super Bowl, but that's it because of the commercials. <laughs> okay. So Green Bay in Tampa Bay, Green Bay is four and one. Tampa Bay is now four and two. In the first quarter, I thought Green Bay was in total control. They scored 10 points. You didn't see anything from Tampa Bay. Then second quarter comes around. Tampa Bay rattled up 28 points, and Green Bay just did not score from there on out. And Rob Gronkowski finally got a big Gronk spike, first time since 2018. And uh, then he missed practice today because he has a shoulder injury. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. So we'll see if he shows up for the next game. All right. Rams, oh. 49ers in Levi Stadium. The Rams are four and two. Levi, or Levi Stadium. Um, the 49ers are three and three. So the Rams, that might have been my only win right there. <laughs> no. Because I was betting on the fact that Jimmy G would throw some touchdowns, be back, and look healthy, and he did. So is that my only win, Jason? No, you picked the Rams. I thought I picked the 49ers. No, we both picked the Rams. Well, here we are. So, yeah. We both, I, all right. Well, more important, they are. that was a really important win for the 49ers in the NFC West. Jimmy G is back off of that high ankle sprain and threw three touchdowns and he started to look like his old self. So, all right, moving to picks. Enlighten me on what's going on. Okay. With our um, so I went three and three. And <laughs> that's so, the good news. So I had Pittsburgh surprisingly or oh, blowing out the Browns like the way they did. Um, but the Browns are the Browns against the Steelers, which was great. Um, I picked Detroit. You picked the Jags. And then we each had the Bears. That was your only win. We both picked the Packers. We both picked the Rams. We both picked the Cowboys, which I'm not picking the Cowboys again all year. <laughs> yeah, neither am I. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> that defense has more holes in it than Joe Biden's stories. Oh, did I go there? Um, yeah, I know. So you went one and five. You're 21, 18, and one. I was three and three. I have a two-game lead now in uh, in the standings after six weeks. Or seven weeks, but we only picked six because you missed a week. So there we are. All right. Okay. Well, um, first game. Go ahead. <laughs> first game, Browns at Bengals. I'm picking the Browns. Um, did you see Baker's quote? They're 4-2, and two, and he says it feels like they're 0-6. Like, no, dude, the Jets are 0 6. You're 4 and 2. <laughs> like, but, um, so you're going Browns. I'll say that. He is a winner. I'll, uh, I got to go with the Browns, too. I hate to do it, but 
I got to pick Baker right now. Yeah, you got to pick Baker, don't you? Yep, he's no Johnny Manziel. (laughs) Has he won more games already than Johnny Manziel did? That's what I got to know. I feel like Baker's won more. Yeah. Um, Be nice to have a researcher right about now. Uh, All right, next game. (laughs) Next game. At Titans. Who's that? I'm sorry. Titans, both are five and zero. Um, you pick. Did I lose you again. Uh oh, did we lose? I'm picking the Titans. Okay, the Titans. Um, hmm. I don't like Big Ben. Never have, but. Tennessee's on a roll. They both are. I feel like the Titans are going to win this game. But I'm going to go Steelers just to be opposite. Okay. Just for you. Hawks Hawks at Cardinals. 5-0. Cardinals are 4-2. This is a a tough one. Because Kyler Murray, who now, by the way, is 8-0 at AT AT&T Stadium. Remember that little tidbit last week? Yeah. Um, I know you're picking the Seahawks. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Go with the Seahawks. You already called it. Yep, because you're a Russell Russell fan. 49ers. 49ers at Seahawks. Seahawks are five. Jimmy G's return to Foxborough. First time. So. Hmm. I'm not a fan. I'm going to – I think I think the Niners are going to do it. So I'm picking them. I'm picking the Niners, too. Okay. Smart move. All right. Bucks at Raiders. Bucks 4-2. and two. Raiders 3-2. and two. Hey, I'm – okay, I'm going first on this. Okay. Ray, I'm picking the Raiders because they had a bye week and they're well rested, well rested, and they're back at home. So I'm going Raiders. And uh, and Chucky had a week to prepare for Tom. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I think I think the Raiders are going to win at home in the spaceship. Okay. What a stadium. Bears at Rams. Bears 5-1. Rams 4-2. Bears just keep getting lucky, in my opinion. So you're going Rams? I'm still picking the Bears because the luck hasn't run out yet. But mm. Well, I'll pick the, I'll pick the Rams be... at home. I like Jared Goff um, more than Nick Foles. Well, you know, I'm, I try to give the guy credit because maybe he does bring some luck in the fact that he's won a Super Bowl. So maybe when he gets out on the floor, he just creates luck. Could. He could. Yeah. I, but, um, all right. So we're, we're going to be different on one, two, three games this week. Am I behind? You're two back. All right. I'm so, coming for you, Jason. Hey, who uh, who are you picking in the World Series? By the way, it's one oh, one right now. Geez. Did I ask? Didn't I ask you this last week? No, they didn't. We didn't know who was going to play. I, you know, I don't keep up with the MLB, but just because the Dodgers are a West Coast team, I'll pick the Dodgers. All right, I'm going to go Rays just because I'm tired of Dodger fans. Dodger fans are the <laughs> <Why>? worst. <laughs> Well, they're just they're still whining about Houston cheating, and it's like, yes, Houston cheated, but so did the Red Sox, and the Red Sox beat you in the World Series. Um, but every team cheats. You, you just weren't as good as Houston or Boston. You just weren't good at cheating. <laughs> yeah, you you weren't as good at cheating the game. So, for the love of the game, right? Tell me you've seen that movie. <laughs> for the love of the game. Yeah, with Kevin Costner. Kelly I, 
don't think so. Is that a baseball movie? Yeah, I think you were like six when it came out, so never mind. No, I have seen it. Um, what is it? Turn on the mechanism, right? Yeah, yeah. Close the mechanism. Or something uh, like that. I, yeah. yeah, where he pitches the perfect I've game. I've seen pieces of it. Okay. Oh, just pieces. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All right. Um, all right. Italian recipe. Okay. I just want to talk about Italian food, real Italian food versus Amer- the American version of okay. Italian food. So the American version of Italian food has loads and loads and loads of cheese. We love cheese in Italy, but there is not that much cheese. Every single dish you can imagine. So I've been actually cooking a little bit more, Jason. And I will tell you that regular, authentic Italian food does not have that much cheese in it. Okay. Like you walk into Olive Garden or like Macaroni Grill, if that's even still around. (laughs) Olive Garden. (laughs) I know Olive Garden is around, but I don't know if the Macaroni Grill has survived. I've never even heard of Macaroni Grill. And it's just complete cheese. There's just cheese everywhere. So there's the more healthy fat in real Italian cuisine, more more olive oils, and that's how they create more fat in there to make it seem like it's the American version. But Americans, you know, what's our cuisine? Hamburgers, hot dogs, french right. fries. Yeah, yeah. It's all good stuff. <laughs> All right. So I'm waiting for this because I, I, I'm it's to that point where I'm gonna start getting hungry now. Okay. So what's our what's our recipe of the week? The recipe of the week is minestrone soup. Ooh. I love minestrone. Do you like minestrone soup? Yes, yes. Very much so. Very good one. And it's great. That'd be a great weekend one because it's going to be like seven below overnight low Saturday night here in Helena. Or Sunday night. Right. And um, this is there. You cut out again. Isn't there snow already? Yeah, well, so it melted, um, but we're supposed to get more snow starting tomorrow night, about the time football gets underway under the lights for the high schools. Well, I have a friend that is a sports reporter for KBZK. Her name's Ashley Washburn. Yes. We're friends on Twitter. I haven't met her yet. She's great. You'll love her. Um, And... She's seeing snow, and she's a San Diego girl. So, she's <laughs> adjusting. Uh, you know, and that's funny because when I worked in television, both in Great Falls and then in Colorado, you get all these, you know, newbies, their first jobs, and they're all from USC or, you know, Southern Cal or Florida. And, like, they don't know cold, they don't know snow, and I think it's great. Yeah, you got to be got to be well-versed in all areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree. Got to deal with the snow a little bit. Got to deal with the sunshine. I love San Diego. I love going to visit. I have some friends down there, but, oh, my gosh, it is not the place for me. I can only handle it for so long. See, I think I could live in San Diego. Or Phoenix. I'm sure maybe you could. Maybe you could. I like Montana. I like Montana a lot. Still couldn't live in Montana, though. Yeah, but you get to visit and then leave. Like, you're not coming when it's 28 below and there's exactly. two feet of snow on the ground. <laughs> you're coming exactly. in, in August or July when it's beautiful. Pretty much. <laughs> see? See? Um, My so, parents have survived. Hey, I did Pullman. Pullman is damn near it. That's true. That is true. But, yeah, Pullman... Uh, I like Pullman. Cheney's not bad. But you did both. Right. So, He's yeah. a little bit more mild. Yeah, so good stuff. All right. Uh, what All else right. you want? Oh, your quote. Give us your quote. 
Christ. Stupid sports quote. Okay, George Ravling, college basketball coach. When I went to Catholic high school in Philadelphia, we just had one coach for football and basketball. He took all of us who turned out and had us run through a forest. The ones who ran into the trees went on the football team. <laughs> that is <laughs> good. Tell me how, how old school that is. Right? Yeah. Uh, that reminds me, uh, that would be like uh, Denzel, like the that Disney movie with Denzel. Remember the Titans. Right. <laughs> That's, wow. Right. I know you've seen that one, so. I love Remember the Titans. I still cry every time I watch it. Um, Hayden Panettiere was so cute in that, and then she became really cute when she was a cheerleader in Bring It On. All or, all or nothing. <laughs> but she grew up well. Yes. She grew up well. She did. I love, I'm a big Hayden Panettiere fan. But I'm yeah, a, she was also in that uh, Nashville. Yeah, I only watched that for like one season. So, Speaking of Nashville. She's doing a good job in that, too. Who you got in the debate tonight? No, I'm kidding. Oh God! <laughs> I don't even want to watch. I know, but you—it's you, like watching a train wreck. You just have to, though, or a car crash. Right. Yeah. Um, fun stuff. Anyway, uh, you have yourself a great weekend and a fun. You week. too. And good luck with the picks. And uh, I, I just—I love having you on. So. Um, I won't, <laughs> I won't do. I won't do that much more stalking on your Twitter page. I think I got to back when you were in high school days. Oh, I did have a picture. I, I was going to throw this up. Um, so this is from. You can't see right now, but if you watch, so that's from. You got blonde, and I think it's from 2015. So that is you as a blonde, and then um, yeah, from uh, July 1st, 2015, and then this is you. As now. What was I wearing? A uh, white tank top and looks like some jeans with like two zippers on it or something. Or zippers everywhere. So it's a, it's a, hold on, let me go back to it. Zippers everywhere. Or something, it's like black lines all over. So it's a white tank top and it says what I'm actually like versus my pictures on social media. Oh. Yeah. Yes, I know where you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah, I was blonde. Yeah, and then I was blonde, um, blonde. this is what you look like now. And then, because um, I want to show this, so you pinned it on your, your Twitter, and I love this. So you can go to at Nicole Rigoni, but, oh, where'd it go? Did it move? Oh, no, never mind. i got to go back to your homepage. Hold on. Um, now, I was going to show you getting hit in the face with the volleyball. That is... How much did that hurt? Can you believe that? I, I got rocked. Yeah, I you really did. did. But my gal next to me, her name's Elise Woodward. She she kind of got hit. Like she did not get hit as hard as me. So a couple of people were giving me crap, saying, "Oh, she played it off so much better. Like you looked like you were, you just like basically got hit by a football or a basketball or something." I'm like, "You guys have no idea how many balls <laughs> I've been." I've hit my face, and so it is so typical for me to get hit in the face and then go have to do something. Like, we were literally about to go on air. Like, look how focused I was before. I was ready to go. I know. I I really had to think about what I was going to say, whatever. I like the thumbs up. You didn't lose an eyelash. Jason, I was about to say some crazy things. (laughs) Like, I was so close. I was like, Nicole... Keep it together. <laughs> you are about to be on television. You cannot drop the S bomb right now. Oh man, yeah. I just keep showing it on repeat, so you're welcome. Um, fun stuff. They did to me during the game too. Oh, you got it twice. Yeah. No, not during the game. During the game, they would go to right before we would go to commercial. They'd throw it. Oh, up I got you. Okay, great. That's, Thanks, guys. That is awesome. That is fantastic. That is ah oh, good stuff, good stuff. Hey, uh, have a great week and um, teach those kids some good some good volleyball, and uh, we'll chat next. I week. will. Alrighty, Jason. Have a I good night. Talk to you next week.
Sounds good. And uh, hopefully our tech issues, we can get you back on camera, but we'll see. Awesome. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Uh, that is Nicole Rigoni. She is so sweet. That's what she said. Brought to you by Dinner's Done Right. Love that girl. She is the best. And I, I hope she has a huge, big-ass career because she deserves it. She's so good. Um, and I'm, I'm not just saying that because she comes on the show, but she's awesome. All right, quick break. We're coming back. Um, we got on this day in history. I think there's something else we got to talk about, too. But we'll find out next. Jason Walker Show. Hang on. Jason Walker here, and I want to tell you about a great place that's going to make you feel better in just an hour. Ocean Spirit Massage. From deep tissue to hot stone and more, Ocean Spirit Massage will get your sore, tired muscles feeling like new. Whether you overdid it working out, hiking the hills, playing golf, whatever it is, or even if you're pregnant, you will walk away feeling better than you have in years. Book now for yourself or make it a couple's massage. And gift certificates are always available as well. Visit OceanSpiritMassage.com or call 417-0542. Everyone knows about Dinner's Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinner's Done Right Grab and Go Salad Bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients, along with a daily soup and nacho bar, too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinner's Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. And more. This is. Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State, from rodeos to portraits, and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. Presented by Capital Collision Center. So fun talking to Nicole Rigoni. Every Thursday we have her on, and she's fantastic. Uh, got an update. So we were talking about how Governor Kate Brown in uh, Oregon has said that uh, Oregon and Oregon State men's and women's basketball can practice and get ready for their season. But that's it. Um, Portland State, Portland, NAIA, JCs, D2, D3s in Oregon cannot practice, only hold workouts. This comes from our good buddy Mike Safford, the uh, sports information director at the College of Idaho. Uh, they can hold workouts, but they cannot practice. That includes Southern Oregon, Eastern Oregon, Corbin, uh, think of those teams that uh, the Carroll men and women have played or other uh, frontier schools. So, yeah. Uh, all right. On this day in history, it is October the 22nd, National Color Day. It is Nut Day and Make a Dog's Day. 1939, NBC becomes the first network to televise a pro football game. The uh, Brooklyn Dodgers beat Philadelphia Eagles at Ebbets Field. 1950, LA Rams beat the Baltimore Colts. Uh, Colts 70-27. to 27. Ice hockey legend Bobby Orr would score his first career goal on this date in 1966. Uh, let's see. Oakland A's beat Cincinnati in 1972 for the World Series win. First championship for the A's since 1930. And then the Reds in 75 beat Boston in the 72nd World Series. 1997, Wayne Gretzky's wife Janet was knocked unconscious and had two stitches. Plexiglass fell on her watching a game. Uh, 1907, Ringling Brothers, greatest show on earth, would buy Barnum and Bailey Circus. Ringling Brothers used to winter the animals 
at Ringling. That's literally how the town got its name. Ringling, Montana. 1934, in Ohio, notorious bank robber Charles Pretty Boy Floyd was shot and killed by FBI agents. Pretty Boy Floyd. We watched uh, The Highwaymen a couple weeks ago with uh, Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. Great movie about uh, the chase of uh, Bonnie and Clyde. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. I think it's on Netflix, so uh, if you get a chance to watch The Highwaymen, do. Uh, walk-off brought to you by Cafe Zydeco. World Series Game 2 last night, 8.95 million viewers. That's down 25% from last year's Game 2, uh, the Nats and Astros, and down 34% from 2018's Red Sox-Dodgers Game 2. And down like a million from Game 1. I'm telling you, people are tired of the Dodgers and Dodger fans. They're tired of it. They're tired of the whining and the moaning and the complaining and the whining. And did I say the whining? Stop by Cafe Zydeco, 625 Euclid in Helena. You get some great Zydeco food. Oh, Cajun, unbelievable. Shrimp, etouffee. All right, uh, Scott Evans breaking the news that Caden Hewitt will not play tomorrow night in Crosstown. Broke the news earlier on the show. If you missed anything, go to jasonwalkershow.com. You can email us, jason, at jasonwalkershow.com anytime as well. Nicole Ragoni, great. Tomorrow, predictions and Senator Steve Daines. We'll talk uh, the Biden crime family and much more, including hunting, which gets underway Saturday. I'm going to go buy a deer tag and an elk tag. I finally have some connections. See you tomorrow as we wrap up the week here. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Have a great Thursday. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.